Terabytes is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing on the show is advice, no financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. Hey, everybody. What's going on out there, lunatics? Welcome back to Terabytes. Today, we've got two special guests here. They are the co-founders of the Liquality Wallet. Have you heard of the Liquality Wallet? Some people say that it's a competitor to the MetaMask wallet over on Ethereum, but they've got some exciting things coming to the Terra Luna ecosystem. So we brought them on to talk to us today about that. First and foremost, Simone, Tessie, how are both of you? And can you give me a little bit of background on the Liquality Wallet? My name is Tessie Merain. I'm one of the co-founders of Liquality. Liquality is a multi-asset crypto wallet. We call it like the one-stop shop for all crypto interactions. Uh, my background is uh, I'm coming from user experience, product strategy. I was previously at JP Morgan's uh, corporate investment bank uh, during the financial crisis. And while I was there, um, I realized that we really have to do something about the financial system. It's not uh, working for everybody. Um, after JP Morgan, I joined the Occupy's working group, um, the alternative banking group, and um, I researched what type of alternatives there would be um, that could potentially be more fair for everyone. And that's how I got to blockchain. I had a Bitcoin before that, but I didn't realize how amazing Bitcoin was. And so um, once I came to blockchain, Ethereum blockchain, I realized uh, the breadth of what you can do. And eventually, of course, I came back to um, Bitcoin as well and realized that that is actually the first, uh, the decentralized autonomous organization is everything we're talking about today in one. It's a full stack monetary system. So um, this is my background uh, into blockchain. I started in consensus in 2017, uh, 2016. And in 2017, Simone and I met and um, we started with a research project. We called it Leap It uh, because it was all about, um, you know, leaping the gap um, between the different uh, types of exchanges, exchanging value. It, it wasn't quite a liquidity yet, um, but it was trying to um, research the need for uh, global payments and what people think about it and what they, how, how they use actually crypto. And then from there, we started um, liquidity in 2018. And uh, over to you, Simon. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Simon Lapsher, co-founder of Liquality. So so happy to be here, Evan. Thank you, and so happy to be talking to the Lunatics. It's it's a it's a community that I've been following and now uh, taking a part of uh, for the past uh, you know for for the past while. And it's it's amazing to see the the growth that uh, Luna and, and Terra has have had. Uh, and and I'm happy to 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 now. Uh, you know, actively be contributing to to the community, uh, and so liquidity, as as Tessie was explaining initially, you know, the the idea was how do we get two people that don't know or trust each other uh, to exchange value with each other, uh, and so we came to cross chain atomic swaps. So if you have a Bitcoin and I and I have Ether, how do we exchange each other with each other without going to, through a centralized exchange? Uh, that was our first iteration. We we basically built a proof of concept in production of cross-chain atomic swaps. It was very hard to use because it required many different wallets in, 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 in the different blockchains, right? Blockchains were completely isolated, weren't talking to each other. Uh, and so we had to build uh, what is today the Liquality Wallet. It's a multi-chain uh, crypto wallet 
that has built-in uh, cross-chain atomic swaps. Uh, so you can basically use many different blockchains all from one, from one place. You can see all your assets in one single window and you can interact with the different ecosystems. So you can use you know, Uniswap on Ethereum. You can also use you know, Aave on a, a layer two, but then you can also go to, you know, it, it, right, we're, we're launching the, the Terra integration. So you'll be able to go to Anchor Protocol and use Anchor Protocol. You'll be able to, you know, do cross-chain swaps between Luna and, and Bitcoin, Luna and, and Ether. Uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, in a, to, to talk about a, a little bit about, I, I think where, where this is going is that all, everything that is decent, you know, every application, every, um, all of the world's digital infrastructure is going towards a decentralized open uh, world. Uh, and so everything will flow to crypto and, and we want to be, that kind of like one-stop shop where users interact with that crypto economy. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to dive maybe a little bit more into like how it works because I remember back in you know 2017, uh, maybe Tessie when you were working at Consensus, um, which you have quite a quite a pedigree there. I appreciate that. Uh, atomic swaps was still a fairly new concept, but a lot of people were were. Uh, like building out platforms that could use atomic swaps. And then liquidity pools came around and have sort of taken over that entire space, right? They've given power back to the users. You no longer need to go through all these third parties or do these backend transactions that are all centralized. So is that how it works on, on the liquidity wallet now? Do you use liquidity pools? And are people able to actually stake their assets in their wallet and earn a percentage of transaction fees? Yeah, so that's a great question. There's many different answers, uh, or there's multiple parts to that answer. Uh, the first one is that cross-chain atomic swaps deal with native assets, not uh, not wrapped assets. So uh, liquidity pools usually work when you have the, the the two assets sitting under the same contract, right? And so that's why you know you have AMMs on on like Uniswap, where you can put Ether and USDC or two 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 coins in one same place. Uh, when you're dealing with native assets, uh, the, the most secure way of, of get, basically bridging them uh, and, and swapping them is through these cross-chain atomic swaps. You can't, unfortunately, uh, today, uh, pool liquidity with, with those cross-chain swaps. And so the, there's the, definitely trade-offs for the security you get. You also don't get the, you know, the, the liquidity pools. And so there's many different methodologies like ThorChain that, for example, you know, create that, that third party chain in order to have those liquidity pools. And so what we're doing is we are, you know, pioneering on the cross-chain atomic swaps piece, but we're also integrating many different ways of interacting, uh, many different liquidity sources in the application. And so today, if you go on the liquidity wallet, you can swap Bitcoin for Ethereum using cross-chain atomic swaps. And that in, in that way, you're basically interacting with a market maker. Uh, but you can also use, for example, one inch if, if you want to use, you know, Uniswap's uh, pools and we'll also be integrating, you know, ThorChain or NXTP from Connext, which are which do utilize pools. Uh, and so, yeah, it, for, for the cross-chain atomic swap piece, it's basically a, a completely peer-to-peer -peer transaction. It's a, the user and a market maker uh, and they're deploying double-sided escrows on each chain. So if I'm the user and you're the market maker, I have Bitcoin, you have Luna, I will deploy my Bitcoin on a Bitcoin escrow. 
the market maker will deploy their Luna on a Luna, on a Terra escrow. And then once those two are done, basically they will get released simultaneously and we will have exchange value without any counterparty risk. Interesting. So is it similar to like when you use uh, MetaMask and you want to make a swap, they give you sort of all the options, right? You can see they're, they're looking at Uniswap, they're looking at some of the other AMMs and you can kind of pick and choose which one you want to go through. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we currently have, I think, five liquidity sources. So we have one inch uh, Uniswap, we have uh, fast BTC from the RSK ecosystem. And we have, of course, the liquidity swaps, and then we're, we're continuously integrating more. And so once, uh, for example, in, in the Terra ecosystem, once Astroport goes live, it will be probably one of the first wallets to implement it. Ah, interesting. Okay, so Astroport will be the, the AMM that you're using. So something we're doing, which is incredibly cool, uh, that, I, that I, you know, I, I think we're pushing the envelope there, is that we have a transaction automation system that basically can put together multiple transactions into one user click. And so something we're piloting this week actually is that we're doing basically a cross-chain atomic swap combined with a one-inch swap. And so what that does is you can go from a Bitcoin to let's say any Matic asset in, in, in Polygon in layer two of Ethereum. You can do that in one click. And what it's doing, it's basically doing Bitcoin to Matic in a cross-chain atomic swap powered by liquidity. And then it's tagging that with a Matic to let's say, you know, USDC on Matic um, with, with one inch, uh, the, the one inch AMM or whichever route they're, they're taking. And so what that does is basically we're going to a world where you can do any token to any token in any, any token in one chain to any token in another chain, it all in co complete simplicity in one click. That's, that's pretty incredible. And uh, like, I know as someone who, uh, at one point, I, I would have considered myself a Bitcoin maxi, as I explained pre-show to you guys how I kind of got into the Terra Luna ecosystem. Uh, moving Bitcoin, especially now, into the Terra Luna ecosystem is a huge pain in the ass because you got to go from whatever account you're holding it to over to an exchange. You need to swap it. You need to make sure that that exchange even holds the native Terra Luna assets. Coinbase currently doesn't have it, right? It's still the wrapped Ethereum version. Um, as of, as of recording the time of recording the show. And so um, l let's dive a little bit more into like how this works and for users, what, what does the fee structure look like? Because if, if I could uh, just use one app to swap from my Bitcoin over to like a native Terra Luna asset, uh, that's a huge advantage just saving me time, but does it save me money as well? So it, it definitely does. It depends on what you're using as an alternative. Like you said, there's really no alternative today. So it's, 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 there, there's not even, I, I would say there's no comparable uh, today because you, you really can't do that. You would have to go through a centralized exchange. Then you would have to do, probably use TerraSwap uh, and it's, it's a, it, it takes forever and it probably, the exchange will probably charge you withdrawal fees as well. Um, and so in our case, in the liquidity wallet today, the liquidity wallet isn't taking any added fees. Uh, you know, I, I think in, at some point, uh, once we, uh, decentralized, the community is likely uh, to adopt a fee at the wallet level, but today we don't. And so you're paying the essentially the spread on the uh, cross-chain atomic swap from a market maker, and then you're paying whatever fee you know the 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 dex uh, is. And so in this case, if you're using one inch for an Ethereum swap for an Ethereum swap, it's it's probably going through Uniswap, which is taking a 0.3% fee. 
and so yeah I, I think it's it's relatively cost effective i think that you know the, something we have to worry about and tessa can speak a little bit to this is is the the ux right because basically when you're doing multi-chain multi-transaction interactions you also have to deal with gas on both sides which is not the case with a centralized exchange uh, and so yeah Tessie, maybe yeah so i i wanted to uh also chime in on the bitcoin mindset that you mentioned earlier because this is really where we came from right um the initial solution that we offered we really took the the most difficult path there um, by starting with atomic swaps right and and our goal was to um, exchange the native tokens in an unintermediated way so not wrap no not anything and and really come from the the most possible um, decentralized unintermediated mindset right which uh, which is, is very much to one side uh, of the spectrum of the of decentralization uh, and over time, of course, um, this is such a, people have to realize how, how early we are in, in this whole technology. So not only on, on, on the technology itself, but also on the user side and, and which, which are the users? Who are the users, uh, that are trying to exchange and, and what are they, are they looking for? Um, we, we, I mean, you said you, you came from a, a maximalist uh, point of view and then obviously you moved a little over as well. So uh, we all recognize that there is there is uh, good for and, and a good justification for everything, and and um, so that's our goal um, to to bring everything in, have a have a platform that serves uh, the different types of people, but also really uh, keeps this unintermediation in mind. We have no um, sign up, no registration, um, you know, and and looking to get as close as possible to censorship resistance and tamper proof. Now on the usability, that's another way of like uh, how you can define accessibility. How can you make something accessible to users uh, and bring them into the ecosystem? Uh, one is, is, you know, just helping them have the tokens and make it fast and, and inexpensive. But the other one is really like, uh, what are the concepts, right? And so uh, as we talked about, we serve different types of uh, ecosystems. Every time we, we enable a chain, the entire community comes along, which is beautiful because now, and that's, that's what makes it uh, interesting for everyone because now every community can access the benefits of the other community. So, um, if they have wrap tokens, um, then they can, you know, use wrap tokens of an, of another community or they can still, um, interact, uh, with that Bitcoin mindset not the maximalist one, but the one right next to that person, um, and, and really exchange um, uh, native tokens uh, one by one, right? So uh, what um, Simone alluded to was the, the difficulty in, in usability in general. So initially we had these um, atomic swaps and they required the users to be there at the same time because they had to sign. And, um, we abstracted the first part away, which we said, okay, we, we placed the counterparty. You, you, we had this uh, OTC version. You had two people actually there, two counterparties, whatever they were. They could be companies or individuals, and they had to sign interact. We replaced one of the counterparties with a bot, and the bot would take that signing on. So this is, this is how we got into abstracting away complexity. Um, and now that we have all these different chains, the other complexities, of course, for the user, uh, because it's new, right? I mean, there, there aren't 
examples like that. You, you can go to a centralized exchange and if there, there is no concept of different tokens or actually the, the need to pay for gas. Right. So, so if you if you want to trade something that has a native gas token, you need to know how much of that you have. So our account structure and our change structure actually tries to make it very easy for the user to understand that. Um, and um, yeah, that's something we are just launching and it's super exciting and we've taken the user along. And uh, when you look at MetaMask, MetaMask did an amazing job in the Ethereum space. Um, but basically, what MetaMask has in the Ethereum space, we have multiplied, right? Because we have the ability to have several uh, Ethereum accounts that would be like a MetaMask, but then we also have all the other accounts, right? And so, and the other chains. So, so um, yeah, it's a really interesting challenges very early in, in this technology. Yeah, you, it sounds like you guys are balancing a bunch of different things and trying to abstract all that complicated mess away from the user, which uh, I can certainly appreciate. Um, so I've got I've got more questions. Um, but I think we should dive into the meat of why we're here on terabytes, because you guys are introducing now uh, integration with the Terra Luna ecosystem. So can you can you dive into that a little bit more, maybe start with tell me why Terra Luna? Why was this the next integration for you? And what does that look like from a user perspective? Sure, I, I can start and then Tessie can, can follow. <clears throat> so we've, for, like, like I said before, I, I, I've, I've been you know, really uh, impressed uh, by the Terra ecosystem, by its growth, by the community that has been developed. Uh, I think you know, Doe is an excellent leader. We have good relationships uh, with, with, you know, with the Terraform Labs team. Uh, and and I've, I, I've been, you know, we, we always think about which chain to enable next. Uh, we, we, you know, I think in, in general, we act a, as a core team that has external contributors. And so we drive a, a lot of the chain integrations and we also get uh, some external contributions on, on integrations, on chain integrations and other types of wallet integrations. And so we're always thinking about which chain to, to add next. And it was clear that you know, not having Terra uh, inside the wallet uh, would be a competitive disadvantage at this point. You know, I think I think that uh, Terra's doing something that's incredibly real, and not only that, but it's incredibly well aligned to the ethos of liquidity. So when we started talk talking to the Terra <clears throat> community, and when we started talking to the to the Terra team, we realized that our visions were in, were, were really similar. And so we both are chain agnostic. We believe in a multi-chain world, right? And we believe in this decentralized open money that is accessible for all. And, and, and you know, and, and that, that kind of like open, open source decentralized uh, mindset that not, you know, not, not all chains and not all teams have. And so it was really, um, it was great to find a team that was so aligned in mission and vision. Uh, and that was executing as well as the, the Terra team and the Terra community. Uh, and so it was an obvious choice for us. Uh, we, we started working together on the Terra integration, got some really good help from, from their team. And, and, and yeah, we're, we're, uh, this week uh, we're, we're launching um, the Terra integration inside the Liquality Wallet. What that, what that means is basically you'll be able to hold all your Terra assets in your wallet. Uh, this is a Chrome extension. You'll be able to, of course, send and receive, uh, and, and and the two most important features that are in the in this integration is one, you can swap uh, cross chain 
with any asset that we support today. Uh, and so basically any native asset and other layer ones and layer twos that we support. So you'll have Bitcoin, Ether, uh, Near, R uh, RSK, Polygon, uh, Arbitrum, and, and a few others, uh, you'll be able to swap for Luna. And so th there's an immediate onboarding and offboarding uh, advantage uh, to the Terra ecosystem. And then the second piece is that you'll be able to use injection with the Terra application. So you'll be able to use Anch the Anchor protocol to you know, very easily deposit your, you know, your USTs uh, into uh, in, in getting you know, that, that amazing yield that is happening at Anchor and other applications. And so that, that's kind of like the overview. It's a very shared vision, shared mission. Uh, we're working towards the same goals. And so it makes complete sense uh, to have them in the wallet. We have a, a roadmap ahead of us of everything we want to integrate into the Terra ecosystem from the Terra ecosystem. We're just getting started. And the more, you know, the, the more we grow, um, also the more open we become. And we're, you know, we're extremely open to integrations. And so if anybody from the, I'll, I'll repeat this later again, but, you know, we're, we're open for the, for the Terra community to come into the wallet and essentially expand the functionality of what we've already built. That's excellent. And I was going to comment on the, the ethos of you guys and coming from that, you know, Tessie, you told the story of working at Wall Street and the pure decentralization play. Um, and, you know, we say it all the time as lunatics, you can't have a decentralized economy without a decentralized currency. Uh, and for, for how much I, I still love Bitcoin, I think it's a great store of value. It never really solved the problem of being transactional, you know, at a, at a stable rate, obviously, um, as we hit all time highs this week. So um, I think that's that's excellent. And I, I want to get maybe a little bit more into like the details, um, just some random questions that I was thinking on the user side, whenever you make a swap, um, and you know, now that you, when, whenever you guys make this integration with Terra Luna, um, you know, I'd imagine UST will be available, correct? Yeah. Um, it, are you able to set like limit orders or is it like a slippage? Like how does it work whenever you actually go to make a swap? Yeah. So basically <clears throat> the way it works and, and maybe, maybe I can share my screen. Maybe yeah. Yeah. If you could, that'd be great. So this this won't be a, a, a an overview of, of the Terra uh, piece because we you know we're launching it uh, this week and we don't have that in the production wallet just yet, okay. uh, but I can share how it works with others. Okay. Are you able to see my screen? Yep. Okay. Great. So this is the the liquidity wallet. Uh, so basically, I have all of my assets in one single place. So I have Bitcoin, I have Ethereum. And all of my ERC20s, I have Rootstock, Finance, Polygon, Arbitrum. And Very nice. I like how here, it's organized like that per chain. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. And you're able, I, I currently only have one account uh, on each, but uh, you see here I have two. Um, it's, for example, Rootstock I also noticed account. that you're a, a huge whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm only a small fish in a, in a big pond. <laughs> So the idea here is you can send, receive, right? On and so you don't have to pick which you know have, you don't have to change your chain. You can just send and and you can choose. You know I want to send Bitcoin and it just takes you to send Bitcoin. You don't need to kind of like go over again everything that uh, that you 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 know you basically change your chain. And so the the main point uh, that I wanted to make and I'm 
uh, waiting for him to load. Um, basically, is the um, is the, the cross chain atomic swaps. So when I when I go to swap, you know, Bitcoin, let's say for Ether, what happens here is that I'm getting a rate, and this is from a liquidity market maker. Uh, if I if currently because there's no other um, liquidity provider or liquidity source that is doing cross chain atomic swaps or cross chain swaps in uh, today. Uh, liquidity is the only source, but if you know one Torchain you know comes alive again, uh, you'll see, for example, the rate also coming from Torchain. You're able to set the speeds of your um, of your network, so it, you can set speeds for both Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, and then you review and and you initiate the swap. And this is all it takes. So basically, there's no hidden fees. Everything you're getting a, a rate uh, from a market maker, and that's it. Uh, and you're paying for the gas fees. And so when you're swapping into a new asset like Terra and you don't have Terra in your wallet, we, we fund uh, the fees for, the, for your first Terra swap. And so you don't, you know, there's, a, there's an issue of needing gas to claim the cross-chain swap. And so for Terra uh, and, and for many other chains, we fund that first swap. And so the way it works when you're doing an atomic swap, an atomic swap just to show you kind of like the, the overview, is basically you know uh, three steps and uh, the, the wallet takes care of everything in the background so in this case this is an rbtc in the rsk uh, chain to bitcoin uh, swap so basically i'm locking my rbtc on an escrow in the rbtc chain then the market maker locks their bitcoin on the bitcoin chain and once those two are locked my wallet realizes that and submits a claim bitcoin transaction on the bitcoin chain so what it's doing here is doing two transactions on two different chains, all under one click, without too much user complexity. Uh, this is this is incredible. This is actually now that I see it live in action, um, this is really it, like the easiest way for people to onboard into Terra Luna right now. Uh, there's, I can't tell you how many people that like you start with the anchor pitch and you say, "Hey, twenty percent <laughs> savings on a stable coin," and they're like. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. How do I do it? I downloaded Coinbase and then I'm like, shit, I just like booked myself an hour long appointment with this person now because we got to go through all the steps of like buying <laughs> Bitcoin, transferring it to an exchange, opening an exchange account, doing this, that, the other. I know we, we just covered that a little bit. Um, couple, right. I guess a couple more questions. Do you guys have um, any ledger integrations for this? Yeah, that's the only thing. Yes, um, we... We have been working on the ledger integration. Um, it's coming live soon. So yeah, and, and and I think we I think it's already working for ETH and Bitcoin, uh, but we we'll have it for other assets soon as well. I always get these confused. There's there's custodial and non-custodial. Which one means that this is non? It's, it's completely the user. It's it's a non-custodial. Non so there's no yeah. middleman. Yeah. Let me let me talk a little bit more about that too because we we did touch a bit on on the vision that we have. Uh, in common also with uh, the Terra community, and that's why we're so excited about um, uh, about this integration in particular. Uh, one is the the one of uh, multi-chain, of course, that recognition of having this uh, right from the get-go, and then the accessibility, basically, of, of global money. That's where we started. And um, the vision for, for liquidity is empowering the digital autonomy for an open, equitable world, right? So that's a long-term vision. And, and how do we do this? Uh, we built the tools and protocols uh, to get there. And in, in this case, we created this wallet as this one interface into that world. And so 
Um, what uh, Simone already talked about uh, was that we are looking to, you know, bring these communities in that are that are aligned, but also with that, um, eventually be going towards a DAO, and um, we, we want to give the project towards towards the community. And for people who don't know what the, the DAO is, a, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. It's basically an internet native organization that's owned and managed by a community. So. Uh, what's really important today for us is that we bring as many aligned uh, communities onto liquidity as we possibly can, uh, because this is really our growth strategy, right? Um, so if you think of corporations, the way that they were structured, they were top down, and then somewhere uh, people would decide what would be packed onto it onto this, uh, what would be the next move. But in a, a decentralized autonomous organization in our ecosystem, things really happen uh, much more um, on, on a horizontal node level, you know, different groups work on different things. And so um, um, Simone already uh, mentioned earlier that, so we are the, the core team, but we're really looking to, to have all these people um, and different developers, but also other community builders uh, join us in, in extending this and uh, extending this, this vision. And um, also, it's a nice, interesting tidbit, liquidity comes from liquidity and equality. Mm. So it's really important to us. And, and as we talked earlier, like atomic swaps have a certain, have a certain purpose, right? They're, they're, they're like replace trust between two parties. And I mean, this is revolutionary for me. It's super exciting, you know, when I think about that, you can have two people who don't know each other, uh, you know, do, do an exchange of value without uh, being nervous about it, right? They, they, can, they right. can be anywhere yeah. in the world. So we bring basically what we used to have on, uh, you know, in, in a, in a lo local place, maybe be in the community, we knew people, we, we dealt with certain people because they had a reputation. Um, we, we scaled that globally. We scaled that, that trust by removing the need for trust. We scaled that without having an intermediary, like a bank. A bank used to uh, provide that trust, but as we all learned, you know, occasionally that goes wrong and um, banks might not be, um, you know, the, the right institutions to always trust and, and it's good to have an alternative, right? Um, so yeah, so for me, that's that's how I'm excited about it. And back to your question about the the user experience, um, um, like opening opening the world up and and, and bringing people in uh, has all these different um, um, parts to it, right? And and accessibility, usability is is a big one. So so you know, as was clear also in this conversation, it's early in in the ecosystem. So we're building the the street we're walking on, right? right? And so why are we like bringing the aligned people in so that they can help extend the the ecosystem towards our common vision? Right. Let let let's dive a little bit more into what you talked about with the with the governance there. Um, you so you worked at Consensus. Was was MetaMask was that a product of Consensus? Yes, it's still in Consensus. So what's the what's the current governance model for MetaMask? Because I I'm I'm I don't know, I'm curious. Oh, the governance model for MetaMask is uh, I mean it's a it's a company within Consensus. It's part of a Consensus Software Company. 
Right. So it's just like a typical company that's making decisions about how MetaMask adds assets or changes the interface. It's pretty much standard, right? But what you guys want to do is eventually move into a a DAO structure. Um, I'd imagine, does that, is that going to include some sort of token, some sort of native token to Equality then? We're working on something like that. Can you, can we get any more information? Any more information on that? It's one of the options I've been exploring, yeah. And I I can talk about it. So, so we, you know, the, the, the whole point of decentralized communities and, and the, and, and as, as we, you know, as we're seeing Facebook, uh, you know, trying to take over the metaverse and, and doing so in a completely closed, you know, top down web two kind of way. Uh, we're, we're starting to, you know, it's, 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 it's very clear now that those models are not going to be what wins in the long term, because when you are, when, when, when you're a centralized company uh, and you're owning the product and your users are just basically, you know, ways to get more data uh, and ways to, you know, you're exploiting your user and you're extracting value away from that, from that user instead of adding value. Uh, that's not going to be the formula that that wins in the long term. Everything's tending towards decentralization and tending towards uh, models where users are owning the protocols and the projects that they're using. Um, and so basically creating that really, you know, symbiotic relationship between the user and the product, almost to the point where they're becoming one and the same. The users are owners of the protocol and they're choosing to govern basically and they're, they're choosing which way the protocol should move forward and um, and so it makes total sense for a company you know for a project like liquidity uh, to be user owned and, and for for us to provide some type of governance uh, you know rights uh, to the people that are in, you know, that are basically uh, you know using and 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 getting value from our project. And so we're working on different ways of incentivizing early usage. We're working on ways of incentivizing a, a different, be- <coughs> sorry, <coughs> different behaviors for, for, for users to be basically active, actively growing the ecosystem that is the quality. So we're, we think about the quality as an open integration platform. It's not so much as a, a closed product, everything we do is open source and we're starting to take all of the steps necessary for it to be essentially a, a, a container of integrations so that all of these communities that we're integrating, when we're, when we're launching the Terra integration, we're basically putting down the foundation and we, what we want is we want the Terra community to come in and say, okay, you know, now you put, you have the right foundation. How about now we integrate you know the anchor protocol directly into the wallet and you can st- you can deposit your ust in one click and you can go from bitcoin and you can tag that that cross chain swap and go from bitcoin all the way to depositing in the anchor protocol in one click and that should be the thing we're working on next and this is how we're going to fund this project uh, and so all, all, you know the 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 collective mind of the people who are using the wallet is much better than uh, than a centralized top-down company. Uh, and so that's the model we're going for. Yeah. yeah let me add something to that, um, just because this was actually beautifully said, um, outlining also the value of having multi-chain, right? Because all these different chains have different, bring different uh, features, different values to the people, different 
even different ideologies and different communities together, right? If you think of the, uh, even the Ethereum community and the Bitcoin community having, you know, totally different purposes, but coming together in, in, in this space of a, of a equality ecosystem and um, taking advantage of one another. Um, the other thing is what's interesting about DAOs for me, um, and I didn't mention that earlier, but I also started Women in Blockchain in 2016. Um, because there are no women, <laughs> there weren't any women, there were, there were no women. <laughs> and so, um, so that, and it's really about diversity, right? And, and, uh, we're building global products and, um, we have to build that with global people, right? There's no, no doubt in my mind that th these products will be smarter, um, if we actually include, um, others, um, everywhere. And we have to make that a, a real effort. Like this has to be intentional. So, now, as we go towards the DAO, and this is something that other, I know Terra has a DAO as well, and, and there are so many DAOs now. Let's imagine DAOs working, you know, the DAOs of the DAOs, they, they all collaborate. Um, but we have to uh, really be intentional about bringing these, um, these different uh, groups, different countries in who might not yet be the biggest um, transactors in our ecosystem, right? But they can provide other services. And I know um, TerraDAO did this initially with uh, translations, which I thought was a really great uh, start um, and, and had people contribute um, on the translation side so, so that um, the ecosystem becomes accessible, but also brings in the use cases, right? The use cases are very different in different uh, places. North American, Northern European use cases are probably more towards efficiency versus in, in places in, in other countries, global south, let's say to, to generalize it, um, it's often transformational, right? It's transformational right. that they can do something they couldn't do before, you know? And so it's really important to keep that in mind. And for that, I love the, the Bitcoin maximalists because they, <laughs> they keep that message alive. And, <laughs> and so I always want to have somebody close by who can do this, right? And so, so let's, uh, let's, uh, you know, and, and Terra community is a, is a great community for that because, um, again, back to being aligned, um, it's really important to, to keep the global, um, the, the global community in mind and, and include everybody. Yeah. I think a perfect example of what you're talking about is, uh, when mirror protocol launched the people that are in North America, uh, you know, for me, it's like, well, I've always had access to invest in Amazon. Right. But the main user base for mirror, actually, we, they found out was people in Thailand and the people in Thailand's use case was, holy shit, now we have access to blue chip investments that we never could touch before without doing any paperwork, any KYC, any, you know, calling and paying fees for some international broker to, you know, dip their hand in the cookie jar on the way to, to your investment. So um, I do think the ethos of what you guys are building and the ethos of the Terra Luna community is is super aligned um and you know without going on too far of a tangent here because uh we're going to wrap up pretty soon but i thought it was interesting what uh you guys were talking about with like the way it, it's something i've been pondering lately is just the way that web 2 was built and the way that they <clears throat> sort of exploit their user base um it's interesting that when when we had sort of these platforms being built like web three, uh, that, that we call it now, but like, even like in 2017, 2018, there was still very much this, like, um, this 
desire to like integrate web two stuff with it. Like, Hey, here's a wallet, but you can use Google to sign into it. Or here's, you know, something that's decentralized, but, Oh, the interface was so nice from web two that like, can we please bring that over here? And, and it, and it takes away that true decentralized nature. And I think even just like in the last year or two years, we've really seen web three start and like, yeah, sure. We're still, uh, we still got to learn to crawl before we can learn how to walk and learn how to run. But, you know, at my age, I kind of missed like the, the internet boom. And, uh, I even, I'll even admit I was on like the late edge of like apps coming out and stuff like that. I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to be like building in them. And so, um, it's, it's truly fascinating to like, just take a step back and, and watch and see like, we're still really early in this web three and it's very exciting to see where things go. And it's awesome that there's people building things out there that are completely decentralized, whether we have to sacrifice a little bit of like, you know, friction on the user interface, or maybe we have to pay a fee to make a transaction when usually it was free, free as in like, you know, you, you kept all my financial data, but it was free because I didn't have to pay for it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just an interesting thought that I've been thinking of. And, and I can tell your guys ethos is, is right in line with that. You made a great point there. Um, yes, the internet, right? It's it's part of like um, part of my drive to be here is um, to be in this ecosystem. Is like yes, um, we had a lot of. I was super young and and I had all kinds of dreams. And there were some people who had PGP t uh, keys and all that. And I was like, um, you know, like why would I put the string at the end of my email? <laughs> so I had like zero idea why um, encryption or anything would would make a big difference today. Um, you know, yes, the internet was a revolution for communication. Amazing. You know, that's great. Also, the NSA has more data on us than they could have ever accumulated on their own. And our data is being monetized uh, outside and, and used against us, right? Right. So um, we know um, also with this technology, we're going to mess up. And again, you know, this is a big uh, uh, call for like um, diversity and inclusion in the scene because the groups that actually have been disadvantaged so far by this current system, right? Um, they know best what, what doesn't work for them, right? So instead, and there's always, you mentioned that, there's always this like tendency initially to, to take what we know. Of course, I mean, what else are we going to put on Web3 than what we already know from Web2, right? And so that's usually beginning. This is also a lot where DeFi is, right? We take DeFi products and we take uh, TradFi products and put them on DeFi and put them on right. steroids. And now they're just faster, but they're still dangerous. You know, I was already against that in, in when I was working in the bank. And now I'm seeing it back here, like faster in the hands of like people who had like never even, you know, been able to open an account yet, you know? So that's pretty crazy. But um, the, the real- That's a whole other podcast, I feel like. <laughs> right. But the real innovation will come, you know, in, you know, rebuilding the tools will come from the people um, that that need these innovations, right? And so to to um, and this that I want to mention the risk also. We will mess mess up, right? We will make mistakes, and so let's make the mistakes together, and not just like a particular group making the mistakes on that will basically be on the back of of those who are not here to to build a foundation. Right now, we are in building the foundational layers of everything of this technology. So um, everybody has to join. Really important. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think, uh, like I said, I can't say it enough. I think the ethos is really aligned here. I'm happy that I got the chance to talk to both of you. If people want to find out more about the quality, all the lunatics out there who are looking forward to this integration, they want to be able to swap easily in and out of Bitcoin to UST, get that Bitcoin into an anchor deposit where it can actually start working for you. Where do they need to go to find more information? 
Yeah, you can go to liquality.io is where you go and download the, the Chrome extension wallet. Uh, you can also join our Discord. Uh, that's where most of the conversation, the community is 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 happening. And and follow us on Twitter uh, at liquality.io as well. All right, excellent. Well, Simone, Tessie, I was uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the show today. I appreciate you. I'm going to take you. us out here unless you have anything fun. else you want to cover. No, welcome lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, for any uh, news and updates on the quality, any news or updates on anything going on around the Terra Luna ecosystem, we've got IBC now, so maybe the Cosmos ecosystem will be something. How about the one more question? Any Cosmos uh, ecosystem it's, uh, it's, thoughts in your future? Yeah, it's it's in the works. We have uh, most of the most of the work done at the. So we, we have a protocol called the chain abstraction layer, which is where we add new chains. So we have most of the work done there. Uh, it's a little bit different from a user experience perspective. So we're working out the kinks, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's coming. Excellent. Well, I love and so is the mobile wallet, by the way. You didn't mention that. Yes. Well, even better, even better. Um, and now I know whenever uh, uh, Normie comes up to me and asks me where they should store, store their Bitcoin, when I insist that they get it off of Coinbase, I'm yeah. going to say, go for the quality. It's a great place to keep your uh, keep your assets. So uh, I appreciate both of you coming on the show. As always, please like, rate, share, subscribe, do all the stuff, uh, spread the word for everybody, and uh, continue discovering the Terra ecosystem by discovering Terabytes. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Evan. Bye-bye. Thank you.